What up? We are back again today in the studio. Oh my goodness, it is Big Ten Title Week. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast with your host, Tyler, rocking with you guys. You guys will be listening to this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It is a beautiful Wednesday night here. Uh, I'm excited to jump into this with you guys. Uh, A lot of thoughts going into this, Uh, of course, as we are uh, trickling towards uh, the not only the Big Ten Championship, but into bowl season. And then also into um, the off season for for some of the teams. So, what I'd like to do in this uh, in this podcast is number one, we're not going to do a ton of speculating. Okay, if you want to hear my four, I can give you my four. Who I think is going to make the college football playoff. Okay, I can give you my four. But one of the most tantalizing things, and I I honestly don't think it's great podcast material i don't think it's great even tv material is when you go down every single hole you go down every little nuance and avenue of what could happen well if michigan wins and georgia loses if michigan wins it's like those those diagrams in school by option 24 you're like okay well what's the most rational one this is what i think is going to happen folks i want to give you my opinion this is it well i see two scenarios I want to put one that I want to happen in, in efforts of, of this podcast, of course, and uh, and then I want to give one I want to talk about uh, what I think is going to happen. Ideally, what would happen, Michigan gets the one seed. Again, we've talked about it. Michigan has had the highest highs, lowest lows, right? And then I believe Georgia, barring uh, absolute butt-kicking to Bama, which isn't going to happen, but barring like a hundred to zero loss georgia two ohio state at three followed by the pac-12 winner at four i'd love to see that i think ohio state is uh, a top four or five team i think they're right there right on the cusp this is what i think is gonna happen i think it'll be georgia one i think it's gonna be michigan two heaven forbid the sec not have the number one seed it would upset everybody right except nobody cares about that but i think i think they're gonna have no one Georgia, number two, Michigan. Uh, number three, Pac-12 winner. Number four, I think they're going to give to Texas. Uh, when you look at the criteria that the the, the college football playoff has, uh, you know, and the, the committee has, has has adhered to, there's a few things that we've got to take into account. Number one, uh, strength schedule. Number one, number two, uh, conference championship or, or championship, right? And then also they take into account head-to-head. And uh, I think Washington beats Oregon. That's just my opinion. Um, however, it is hard to beat a team twice. Uh, but common opponent between Oregon and Texas, if you're arguing as if, if Oregon should be in or, or whatever, you could even put Florida State and then Texas if Oregon wins. But common opponent, Texas Tech, Texas Blue Mount, Oregon barely beat them. Um and then you have the win, the best, probably the best win. Uh, I guess Alabama and Tuscaloosa might be better than a win against Washington on a neutral field in Las Vegas. But anyway, I don't want to go down a ton of avenues. I know I've had a couple of people ask. I, I just, I hate the tantalizing one where they're like, okay, well, this team wins, this team wins, this team. It's like, I remember doing in, in college doing genetics and I was like, I, this makes no sense. This seems like genetic work to me. I don't think it sounds like, you know, I don't think it's great content. So that, that those are my two cents as far as college football playoff. But we're going to get into um, our preview for the 
the Big Ten title game, and then also the grades. I, I want to talk about the grades that we are going to give the teams not competing in a bowl game this year. That's right. Uh, where we saw, we're just going to give an overall grade as far as the team performance, overall team performance, uh, along with uh, coaching performance. So we'll do kind of a, a, a grade and then, uh, you know, expectations for the offseason. We'll do that first, followed by the Big Ten title, kind of wrap up uh, this this uh, podcast, put a nice bow on it. I know, I know I said that we weren't going to discuss the college football playoff too much. I just want to give you my two cents. Um, I don't know if we're going to have an opportunity uh, to really discuss that because I want to discuss the Big Ten title game along with the bowl games uh, and, and, and their grades on the next podcast. So let's jump into it. Uh, teams not making a bowl game. We're not bowl eligible. So anybody that is, um, you know, five and seven and below. So obviously Rutgers being six and six, we won't be discussing them. Are they going to make a bowl? I sure hope they do. Um, I believe James Madison and Jacksonville State, despite um, being in their transition year because they didn't have enough uh, people being six and six or you know fifty percent, they are also they're being invited. So I'm pretty sure Rutgers is going to get it. Um, I don't think any bowls have been announced so far. So uh, let's jump into it. So uh, now it's it's interesting because some of these grades are going to sound kind of odd to you. Uh, I like to think of, and, and I don't know what's what's uh, what's happened in, in the school system. My dad, uh, being a, a school teacher and administrator, and, and, and being in the school system, my mom being in the school system, kind of giving you guys a backstory. Uh, it was always right. C is average. C is average. B is above average. D is below average. A is exceptional, or you know, so far and away. F is just horrendous, right? So average, we're not going to take average as six and six average. We're going to take average, so you guys understand where these grades are coming from for, for the fans out there. Average to what our preseason prediction was would be quote unquote average or what you've accomplished over the last few years. So a team like Indiana, for example, might get a C and you're going to say, what do you mean? How does Indiana get a C? Well, they were average. We thought Wisconsin would be in the title game. They went seven and five, right? So that would be below average. But well, just just so you guys can kind of understand where these grades are coming from, uh, overall team performance and lo- along with coaching and, and and stuff like that. So that that's kind of where where you're at. Um, so let's jump into it. So we're going to start off uh, in the Big Ten East. We're going to start off with Sparty. Uh, obviously. Uh, a lot went on this year for, for Michigan State uh, with their coach, with with his things going on right off the field issues, along with just not really good play. Um, I don't think the interim coach, it never felt like he, he got the buy-in. Sometimes you see, you know, uh, i.e. Northwestern, they get the buy-in and they, they can get the, the team excited. And there was no excitement around this team. Uh, even after the wins over Nebraska and Indiana, there was zero excitement. It was dead. I honestly thought that after the Michigan game, I'm like, you can just put a fork in this season. This one's over. We're not even, Sparty is, has kind of dissipated, right? Which is sad to see uh, this this uh, team 
get to this, right? So there's not going to be a coaching grade here because obviously they're going to have a new coach uh, with Jonathan Smith. Can I give him a grade? I think it's a B hire. I think it was a, a good hire. I voiced some of my concerns for him on the last podcast. We're going to give him a year or two, just like we're doing with with uh, Coach Rule, right? And, and Coach Walters uh, at Purdue. Waters, Water, Walters, what? Keep on messing that up. Uh, and what we'll do with the new Indiana coach, what we'll do with the new Northwestern coach, we're getting, going to give him a couple years, right? So uh, preseason prediction for Michigan State, 4-8. and eight. They go 4-8. and eight. So you're going to say, well, Tyler, that was average. No. I would say my Sparty grade was a D. And why I say that is I really felt like this team gave up. I thought they got a couple of cheap wins at the end of the season. They could be easily 2-10. and 10. Obviously, lost to Nebraska by three points, or beat Nebraska, loses by three points, right? And Indiana, three points. It wasn't like they had a convincing win. The only convincing win was over Richmond, uh, and that was back on September the 9th. And then they played Central Michigan which, if you guys remember correctly, was pretty tight through halftime. So yes, four and eight, four and eight. I think this was a below average season, uh, even in, uh, as far as my expectations. They were not in any of the games, uh, getting blown out by Michigan, uh, losing fairly ugly to Minnesota, getting blown out by Ohio State, getting blown out by Penn State, blank by Penn State, and and really looking bad against Iowa and Maryland and Washington to add it up. They the games they lost, they pretty much got blown out out with the exception of Rutgers, right? Um, and so I'd say it's a D overall, just a D season. I wouldn't put this as an F, uh, because we expected this from Sparty, even with Mel Tucker and, and his, uh, chopping, he chopping things up, right? Uh, everyone on the sidelines doing the, the chop signal or whatever, um, Maybe Michigan was going to steal that one. No, I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, no, I just I thought that the the strength of schedule was just beyond difficult, uh, especially with Washington, uh, along with you know Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, pulling Iowa out of the other side of that conference. So I give it a D. I I don't think it was. I think it was to be expected. A little bit lower than what we thought, but a D for for Michigan State. Now I think Jonathan Smith is an upgrade over Mel Tucker. I will say that I did not like the Mel Tucker hire. I wasn't doing the podcast then, but I didn't like that hire at the time. Um, but I do like the Jonathan Smith hire. Like I said. Overall higher, we're going to give it a B. Uh, we're going to give it a couple years. It might turn out to be an F, right? It might be a total disaster. We don't know, but I don't think it's going to be. I think he's offensively minded. I think that's what they need uh, in this side of the conference, especially as that conference evolves. He's going to be playing Oregon, Washington, UCLA, U- USC, teams that he has gone against um, the last few years at Oregon State. I think it's a B. I, I think it's a B. That was a, a good hire, uh, a quality above average hire, um, where Mel Tucker was probably a C hire, uh, if not a D, with somebody that literally did not have a winning season prior to coming here. So that's where I'm at with Michigan State. Uh, we'll see what happens next year, schedule wise, uh, where they're getting people, uh, and uh, hopefully they can get back to six and six at the minimum and begin to be more interesting on this side of the conference because the last two years, quite frankly, have just been. Near relevance, right? Uh, all right, so let's jump over to the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana Hoosiers, uh, we've got uh, expectation preseason. Uh, we said they were going to go three and nine. Expectation that was the expectation. What did they actually go? Three and nine. Uh, I'd say it's this was an average year for Indiana. See, nothing special, nothing less. I didn't expect 
anything more out of the Hoosiers. I did not expect anything less. I thought they were going to, you know, win a couple of games, which obviously Indiana State and Akron being on the schedule, they were able to, uh, you know, pull out that win, uh, against Wisconsin, which was was good, right? I thought that they should have beat Purdue, uh, was my initial prediction, was wins over Indiana State, Akron, and Purdue. Uh, but they ended up losing to Purdue and swapping that with Wisconsin. I think it was been it's been a C. It's been a very average year. Uh that that aberration in or aberration in uh twenty twenty and even twenty nineteen. Now if you remember they did have Penix, uh if you remember that correctly, but Really, uh, just kind of an, again, aberration. I, totally out of the norm of what Indiana football has been. We'll chalk it up to see. Obviously, Tom Allen not being a part of the program. It sucks. I liked him. I thought he was a good coach. Uh, I don't know who they're going to go get, if they're going to promote a coordinator, if they're going to do anything on that front. Uh, but this person's got, whomever it is, they've got their work cut out for them. Uh, a really tough uh, situation to be entering uh, at Indiana, especially with the movement that we've seen in college football. So, it is what it is, right? All right, next one up, we're going to jump to, uh, and it's going to be the Illinois Fighting Illini. Now, expectation for this team, I said nine and three, but I was like, you know what, eight and four. At minimum, eight and four is where I saw this team. They went five and seven. Five and seven. Like, they weren't even close to what I thought. I thought that they would be able to get a win against Purdue and Nebraska. Obviously, two wins that would move into then seven and five. I thought that they would, um, end up beating Northwestern, which would have got us to eight and four. And then obviously the Kansas game, which in hindsight, Jalen Daniels, Kansas at home, probably not my best prediction, but really, really surprised that they had an off year like this. Now, I'm going to give them another D. This was below average. Now, you're going to say, Tyler, this is this was probably one of your 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 biggest misses as far as predictions. If there was to be an F that exists, this would be it. And I want to push back to you. Again, we've said this over and over again, multiple times throughout the season. Illinois has not been to back-to-back bowl games since 2010-2011, okay? They went 2014-2019 and then 2022. They had not been back-to-back. Now, if they had went back-to-back this year and then next year went went again, we got three in a row, and then they then go a year without a bowl game, then you're like, okay, pattern here. They didn't make a bowl it's not happening. This was a below average year. I thought that at times uh, the defense was amazing, and it was like, holy cow, this this team is flying all over the place, i.e. the uh, Penn State game was phenomenal. I thought um, the first th- really three quarters they were in it, it was because of their defense. I thought the offense at times looked pedestrian and at times came alive. I feel like there's a lot of youth on this team. They had to replace a lot from last year's team. And with that, there was there was turnover, right? And uh, that's round to five and seven. Overall, I give it a D. Uh, Brett Bielema, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, uh, great coach, love him. Uh, I've been a big fan of him. I liked the hire here. I would probably put a C on, on it. I think the the team underachieved, but I think as as far as coaching goes, um, average for for Brett Bielema. I think he's going to be able to raise the standard here and get to consistent bowl games. Uh, it's just going to take until twenty three, and then or sorry, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, back to back years with with missing out on twenty twenty three. I like him. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. 
Next team up, we do have the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Now, this might shock you guys. This year, I, I didn't have a ton of expectation for this team, but because I knew that this team was below average, I rated them as such. So I saw people predicting Minnesota uh, fairly high, to be honest with you guys. Uh, you know, vying for the Big Ten West uh, spot over there. They've been to. Um, what, three, four bowl games in a row. Uh, P.J. Fleck has had back-to-back nine-win seasons. Take out 2020 because it was an aberration. Then the year before was 11-2. and two. I think that this this year was an F. If, if there is an F out there, yeah, you might say Illinois. This was ugly. This was a bad season for Minnesota. Their offense wasn't super great. Their defense was good. I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. Defense played great. Offense just looked bad. I thought that the offense was the reason that they weren't winning games. I felt like their defense was the one that kept it in. Look, I love P.J. Fleck. I, I really do. I think he's done a good job. And Minnesota hasn't traditionally been a powerhouse, quote-unquote, in the Big Ten. But going, I, I had him going to go 6-6. Six and six. Obviously, one standard deviation, 5-7. and seven. We're not super off on the prediction. But this was a tough year, a tough, tough year. I am sad that they weren't able to get to a bowl game. I thought for sure they would. Um, but because of, again, throughout 2020, and the, the full years of seasons, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, these teams had hit 9-plus win seasons, back-to-back 9-win seasons, plus an 11-win season. And getting as high-ranked as I believe it was like ninth in the nation uh, that year in 2019, uh, yeah, 2019, to then not making it a bowl game, 5-7, and seven, I think it's an F. Uh I have to give out an F. There has to be an A. There has to be an F. I think there's one exceptional team, one team that just completely bombed, and that would be Minnesota for me. So that's how it is. PJ Fleck, I think this was a, a below average year for him. I'd say D overall. Again, you've got to get your offense. Uh, you know, we, we said at the beginning of the year, they, I mean, they got lucky against Nebraska. They got lucky um, even even against the Eastern Michigan. It was fairly close, and then they pulled away at the end. Uh, and then losing to, to Northwestern, barely beaten Louisiana. Again, that game was close. And so it was like, it always felt like it was like they were, they were playing jump rope with the six and six. And then when it got down to it, they lost four straight and they weren't able to pull it out. They like beat Iowa. They beat Michigan State. They thought they were on top of the world and then lost four straight. And it was like, you just needed one win out of that last four. It was tough. But I like PJ Fleck. This is no, no, like he needs to get fired. I think he needs to continue to stay here. I think he's the right man for the job in Minnesota. I think he embodied what Minnesota is, Minnesota football, but just a tough year. Next game up, or next team up, we've got Nebraska. Nebraska obviously going five and seven. We had them at three and nine with a standard deviation to four and eight. Uh, Again, similar to, to Minnesota, they need one game down the stretch. Uh, One, two, lost four straight. Absolutely ugly. Now, granted, they did have uh, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa, which are all bowl-eligible teams, but you just had to get one win. Uh, the Iowa game was absolutely heartbreaking. I would say Nebraska was a B because my expectations were so low. I think Matt Rule was a B coach this year. He was above average of what we've seen at Nebraska. Now, if this persists and this team continues to not get back to a bowl game and they continue to extend the streak um, in 2024, that would be eight years since they've been to a bowl game, right? Uh, 
I think then if he goes another year being not bowl eligible, then that's where we're going to be talking about disaster. That's when it's going to be tough. I think this year we've had kind of a cushion year where we're like, hey, look, Scott Frost wasn't great, but we're going to give you a year. Next year the heat's going to be on. I, I like Matt Rule. I'd say B for the team, B overall as coaching. Loved it. Excited to watch the Cornhuskers next year. And then finally, the last team up, we do have Purdue. I would say Purdue was a C. Uh, we predicted them at 3-9. and nine. They went 4-8, and eight, obviously, with the win over Indiana was the one that tipped the scales. Uh, I thought they were good. At times, they showed flashes. At times, they were Purdue. I think it's a C. A C is a C. I think they were average. Uh, really, prior to Jeff Brom, they weren't really good. Uh, you look in 2013, 1 and 11, 2014, 3 and 9, 2015, 2 and 10, 2016, 3 and 9. And then Brom kind of just pulls them out. 2017 bowl game, 2018 bowl game, 2021 bowl game, 2022 bowl game. They get as, I mean, they are. In the Big Ten title game, they just reel them up, and that's very odd for Purdue to do, especially Purdue football, right? Uh, so overall, I think it was an average year if you're a Boilermaker. However, prior to Brom, the 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 like I said, record three and nine, two and ten, three and nine. They went four and eight. You've got to feel pretty good about that. Uh, that Ryan Walters is is got him on the on the right path, and that this team is going to see continued success into 2024. That's crazy to say, 2024. I'd say C, average year. Coach, I think he had an average first year as far as um, as far as new coaches go. You might want to give him a B because he did overachieve. It could have been a disastrous year, 2-10, and 1-11. I want to go CC. There it is for the Boilermaker. So let's do our final. Let's, let's wrap it up with the Big Ten preview, uh, the championship preview. Uh, but I wanted to go into just because we're not going to have any other opportunity to talk about these teams for the rest of the year. I needed to do it on this podcast. So um, the Big Ten title game is a similar to last year, and I don't mean to downplay anything or not have the same uh, vigor and enthusiasm as I had during rivalry week. It's just this game is is is. Very, very predictable. Uh, Vegas, the odds makers have that as Michigan uh, minus 22, which is just insane. You look around uh, other other championship games, uh, you jump to the ACC championship, two and a half points. You jump to the SEC, five and a half. You jump to... Even if you want to get super crazy, the Pac-12, 9.5, and then the Big 12, 15. Uh, obviously, there's the, the Vegas sees this as a total mismatch. Now, you might be saying, well, they're obviously going to do because people are going to bet on Michigan. They just saw beat Ohio State without their coach. They're going to get, get their coach back. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I understand the reasoning. Uh, but without Cade McNamara, obviously him being hurt, uh, I just have not been impressed since he went down. Uh, again, Iowa continues to put out just horrific offensive numbers. Um, and points scored, again, last one, two, three, four games, they have scored over 20 points just one time. And prior to that, you had to go all the way back to October. Over, then they scored over 20 again. So 15, 10, 10, 22, 15, and then 13. This is not a high-powered offense. Yeah, they have a great defense, but Michigan has an equal, if not better defense, a better offense. This is going to be, again, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. 48-24, 
is my prediction. Yeah, I do think Iowa scores a, a few points. And why I'm saying that is is I'm trying to be nice. Honestly, I could see it being 49 to 7 to be honest, but I think they cover I think Michigan covers this number. Uh Iowa, congratulations you made it. Uh I really hope that we have uh a better offense and a more uh interesting offense in 2024. Obviously, it's been 2 years of pretty bad Offensive play, uh, or or really low scoring. I guess you can't call it bad. Low scoring offenses, right? I'd like to see Iowa be able to uh, hang, even if it's twenty eight points, even if it's just twenty eight or thirty one. You've just got to be able to score that and scoring ten points. Yeah, I know it's funny to say, you know, uh, you know, punters are people too, but. If that's what you're into, and, and I understand it's the Midwest, it might be a little bit different. You're, you, you might not, I might not quite understand what all goes down in Iowa City, right? And, uh, understand that the nuances and the intricacies of just having a stout defense and just running the ball constantly. No, I kid, Iowa. Um, no, really, I think, I think overall, uh, I think this is, is a open and shut case. I think Michigan's going to put on display why they deserve Deserve to be not even in the college football playoff, but the number one team in the country. This is the year, this is the game that they're going to need to do it. Um, obviously, an easier matchup than the Georgia Alabama game. Uh, so if they they could really uh, you know show out here, and if they show out, then they could get that number one spot. I don't think Michigan nor Georgia wants to play the Pac-12 champion. Uh, I think that they kind of have an auto bid at this point. Uh, they don't want to play Washington. You don't want to play Oregon. Who you're hoping for is you get that number four spot. And Michigan's won. They're not going to make you redo the Ohio State-Michigan game. So it's like you've got Texas or Florida State. Those two teams, I think, are way easier than Oregon or Washington, in in my humble opinion, uh, if Michigan gets put in at that one seed. So this is the audition tape. I think that this is the best chance for Michigan to win a national championship. I've said it all year. Their highs have been higher. Their lows have not been as low as anybody else in the country without their head coach for six games. Keep that in mind. I understand three of the games were, oh, geez, um, Panera Bread University and, uh, you know, the, the, the junior high school, uh, you know, Midwestern tech. I, I don't know. They played just crazy. Bad teams. Now the UNLV game, they, they did end up winning quite a few games and Barry Odom's doing a great job there. But East Carolina, what East Carolina, Bowling Green and, and UNLV. Um, I'm obviously kidding. I don't want to take any, 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 uh, you know, humor. It's, it's humor. It's humor, people. Um, but I think Michigan takes over it. And I think Iowa is going to have a great time at the Outback Bowl because I think that's where they're going to end up uh, uh, in, 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 as it all kind of trickles out. Maybe not the Outback Bowl. They might be going to the Music City Bowl. I, I don't know how it works for the runner-up or where they're going to put them. Um, but I think that Penn State, Ohio State should definitely get better bowl games uh, than Iowa if that is the case as those invitations go out. So uh, just as a couple items before I let you guys go, we will be doing a reaction to – the Big Ten title game. Uh, hopefully, by the time that comes out, I think I want to wait till I see what the bowl schedule is. We'll do a reaction to um, the the what the bowl games are and a prediction for the bowl games as we kind of recap, put a bow on the Big Ten season with the Big Ten championship. Thank you guys so much again. Continued uh, for the continued support. Thank you guys for an amazing twenty twenty three. 
2024 is just going to get better. I love talking football with you guys. Let me just tell you, I love it. I know I might just be a guy yakking into his microphone, but I feel like I see the game better. I feel like as I am able to express my thoughts and stuff like that about the game, not only do I get more intelligent, you guys hold me accountable and help me get more intelligent. Thank you guys for a wonderful season. We will be back on the recap along with the Bulls. And uh, in probably sometime next week, it might be late next week, we will see. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy championship weekend. And we will wait to see where everyone goes during bowl season. Have a wonderful day and uh, continued love and success.